0: You are listening to the Beyond Yoga Teacher Training Podcast. I am your host, Sandy Raper. On this podcast, I will share stories and invite conversations that will help you grow and support sustainability within your yoga practice, your pathway of service as a yoga teacher, and beyond. welcome back to the Beyond Yoga Teacher Training Podcast. I am your host, Sandy Raper. Thank you for joining me today. So I have a lot to share in today's episode, a lot to unpack, and some things for you to consider. And so let's just dive right on in and and let's get into today's episode. Making the decision to participate and commit to a 200-hour yoga teacher training program is a decision that will influence the foundation upon which your teaching path will be built upon. There are many considerations and preparations to be made prior to making this substantial sacrifice of time, your resources, and your energy. In today's episode, I want to share with you what I like to call five must-haves for a successful yoga teacher training experience. So whether you are exploring and considering a training program or quite possibly you've already completed a 200-hour program, consider these areas, these must-haves that I'm going to share and consider them in your decision uh, on either choosing a program or your reflection and evaluation on how equipped you feel in each of these areas. It is my hope that through evaluation and research that you will find the training program that best supports the facilitation of an amazing life-changing experience such as one that can be found through a yoga teacher training experience. This experience is the foundation, again, that launches you on a pathway of service in your community. Unfortunately, and sadly I might add, I have had way too many conversations with teachers who do not feel like they had a successful training experience. Some even felt like they needed to seek another training because they weren't even sure how to effectively organize and lead a yoga asana class. Lack of organization, clear expectations, and structure are just a few of the reasons that I've heard from participants that describe their unsuccessful yoga teacher training experience. There are certainly standards and ideals that a yoga teacher training program should possess And exhibit in high regard when designating themselves as an avenue of higher learning in the education and equipping of individuals to teach the practice of yoga. When these standards are not met, the connection between the teacher and the student, or the teacher and the the trainee, is diminished, and the partnership that should have emerged is lacking. If you're listening and you lead a YTT or you have a desire to develop and lead a YTT, then what I'm going to share with you today in this episode will be valuable in either the curation and execution of your program's curriculum. Or, these five must-have points will serve as a great evaluation tool for you to better understand how the program you are leading can serve and equip the trainees with a successful training experience. For me and the trainings that I have developed and led, it is a deal breaker if trainees do not leave feeling fully equipped with the tools required and a solid foundation, a layer upon which they can step out from the training and build their teaching career upon. I want to also add that within my Beyond Yoga Teacher Training Mentorship Program that I offer expanded guidance and evaluation on how you can refine your YTT, or I can totally support you in the curation process of your curriculum. There are several variables that go into the creation of a successful and effective YTT experience. This guidance can support you in offering a high-value program that will give those who train with you great success as a skillful, and effective yoga teacher. All right, let's get to it. Must have number one. A teacher training program should provide and teach a solid and intentional, I might add, structure upon which sequences and classes are built. Structure creates stability. Stability is the foundation upon which All of the other attributes, such as flexibility and mobility, are acquired that many people who come to practice yoga or come to a yoga class, that many people are desiring to gain within the experience of the yoga asana practice. A yoga teacher training should provide and equip trainees with a thoughtful, intelligent structure or framework that inspires the therapeutic experience to emerge that is available within a yoga class setting. The consistency of having a structured sequencing plan supports the development of the teacher and it gives the trainees a necessary foundation to build their classes upon. So when it comes to sequencing structure, nothing is random. Nothing is random when it comes to thoughtfully sequencing a yoga asana class. Creativity and sequencing should never be the primary focus. However, creativity can be expressed within the intelligent organization of asana. As teachers, we must hold ourselves to the success of the experience we are providing always above the class experience becoming a performance of what the teacher can do or how creative the teacher is within their sequencing. And sequencing should never overshadow or distract from the goal of using asana as a vehicle to move us, to move the student beyond the physical layers of the doing aspect or the action of the body into those subtle layers of being and the aspect for the practitioner. This framework, this structure will support the ability for you, the teacher, to see and teach the student in front of you spontaneously. Adapting and crafting an experience of success for the individual while staying within this structure that I am referencing. I spoke to this quality of, of quote, seeing students recently within the episodes that I shared on the three mistakes that you may be making as a yoga teacher. If you haven't listened to those yet, then I'm going to highly encourage you to because they will add some depth to some of the must-have points that I'm going to be speaking of today. All right, back to structure. Let's talk about the opposite, because when a teacher teaches without structure, there is a risk of being caught up in the mental confines of remembering, focusing, and delivering the content Void of being fully present, participating in the experience that is being created in the present moment. Getting caught up in your mind, right, becomes this mental, right, distraction that will diminish your ability to connect in the experience of what you're leading. Structure supports your ability as teacher to get out of your head, or as I like to say, get out of your own way. You want to get out of the way so that the bigger picture of the practice is revealed and it's void again, like I mentioned, of becoming a distraction or even a barrier for others to see and experience this revelation. So if you're a listener, you've probably heard me say on more than one occasion, it's not about you, yoga teacher. The yoga practice and teaching isn't about you performing for the students you're leading. It's an ongoing pursuit for you to fade into the background. Your focus should be on the ongoing quest to let the teachings of yoga be found and experienced by students rather than the experience turning into the students watching or being a part of your personal practice. Back to structure. A strong structure will provide you freedom to get off of your mat, to see the students in front of you, and then serve them in real time with a strong intelligent sequence and guiding language that invites them into an experience where the greatest opportunity of success is found in them, the students, when they encounter the benefits and the transformational qualities to be found within the practice. Within a structured framework, you as teacher can experience freedom from mental distraction, and teach more fully to the student right in front of you. Within structure, spontaneity is also invited. This is where balance shows up. Spontaneous adjustments to structure accommodate and offer students support that is needed in the real-time teaching experience. This also invites students into a trusting environment, developing, growing, and transforming within the yoga class setting. Structure doesn't mean rigidity, and it does not diminish the ability to go with the flow. However, it invites and supports the flow state of being to emerge, and in that state, the student finds guidance with a conscious, clear space, a space that is fully present in real time. When structure is present and the yoga teacher has dedicated to the understanding and developed application of the structure within their classes, a shift will take place and a collective experience will be created for you, the teacher, and the student. The overall experience will be elevated, and within structure, along with the release of rigid attachment to structure, or you might call it your plan, there is opportunity, there's space for spontaneity. The balance between structure and spontaneity emerges when you, the yoga teacher, becomes more fully present in the moment reading into the energy of the room as I like to reference it. This is a beautiful space of great freedom for you, the yoga teacher. This is a space to become disciplined and strive to teach from. Structure must be developed and cultivated within a yoga teacher training program. A trainee should feel well-equipped within this tool and carry it with them after the training. Once again, nothing is random when it comes to organizing a yoga class sequence. Each piece of the yoga class experience is intentional, thoughtful, and inviting. And as we, as yoga teachers, dedicate to becoming good facilitators of flow, And this facilitation comes from knowing how to structure the class with intention and attention towards the organization of sets of postures, alignment, and actions of what the intention of the practice will offer. Then an overall sense of the purpose and method by which we hold space will guide and teach others within this practice. All right, must-have number two. A teacher training program should offer its trainees many opportunities to experience practice teaching. I'll say this again. Many practice teaching opportunities should be found within a teacher training program. Experience gained through repetitive practice teaching opportunities offers the trainee a layered learning experience throughout the training setting. Yoga teacher trainings are designed to train teachers. I find it interesting when having conversations about various training experiences that, in some, the trainees don't really begin teaching until the end of the program, and then the training doesn't really equip trainees with any defined structure or plan for sequencing. Well, this begs me to ask, what did you spend all of that time doing? (laughs) The 200-hour YTT experience is a lot of time and designated time that should be spent equipping and giving opportunity to implement the tools of teaching. It's called a teacher training. (laughs) This is very perplexing to me. The greatest advice I received when I was creating my training curriculum from one of my mentors was to get trainees teaching the very first weekend. Don't wait. A strong foundation as a yoga practitioner should be a prerequisite for participating in a yoga teacher training. However, practicing and teaching yoga are two different skill sets. Although personally, you will gain deeper insight and gather skills to develop your personal practice during the process of teacher training, training programs are designed to train you to teach. For this main purpose, I find it necessary for the trainees that I have to begin practice teaching within the very first session of our training. I begin with the sun salutation sequence and have trainees in my program begin teaching the sequence in the very first weekend. Once again, it's a teacher training. In order to learn, you must teach. So you must teach what you need to learn. This applies to the application and absorption of any new knowledge and learning. I also add that I provide the framework and a written narrative of this sequence so that trainees might simply read and lead the sequence. This is the first step, the first step in developing their cadence, their rhythm for leading through their language. I want to get trainees teaching in the very beginning, but equip them with tools to do so so that they aren't caught up in their heads once again in the beginning trying to figure out how to say or how to lead and cue. I haven't fully equipped them yet in the very beginning with the tools of effective language, so I don't want to get them speaking and, and teaching where they're not quite sure what to say yet. So that is why it's important to me that I just give them exactly the tools they need but get them used to speaking and in the repetition of cueing and leading someone else in teaching. Yoga teacher training programs should provide trainees with a set method, a framework and structure, again I'll reference, that is used to support the foundation of sequencing and organization on how to teach effectively. Once that structure is set and, and the how to the sequencing of a yoga class has been introduced and taught, then trainees should begin utilizing the structure consistently through the application of practice teaching. Once again, nothing's random. <laughs> Success in developing teachers continues to prove evident for me in this, this process when trainees have continual opportunities for practice teaching within a structured format success is found the absorption process is accessed quicker for trainees when substantial practice teaching opportunities are provided which leads to their ability to lead others more effectively with confidence from a solid base of knowledge gained from experience so here's that foundation piece again Understanding that we and our students learn in a variety of methods and formats will help us to cultivate an approach to teaching that supports continued learning and a deeper understanding of the power of the practice we are teaching. The structure of a sun salutation sequence is that great start point. And then practice teaching, the structured sequence and physically practicing the sequence with repetition until it becomes a natural progression of instruction and a felt understanding of what is being instructed is a valuable tool for the embodiment of learning and absorbing the experience of asana as that vehicle towards the deeper layers that I referenced earlier. Within the repetition of this smaller scaled sequence, you will gain confidence in setting the tempo and the trust between teacher and student, which are two vital components within a yoga class setting. Trainees will need to evaluate their best methods for learning, which includes visual learning, written learning, verbal and active participation, in order to embody the knowledge of what they will be asking others to do. To thine own self be true is a favored quote of mine. Knowing yourself and the best methods by which you learn will help you in becoming an effective teacher. I might also add that you will struggle with building confidence in your skill set if you don't meet the challenges of your personal learning style head on. If you are a teacher listening, I want to encourage you to look at where you feel you have weaknesses in your teaching skill set, and how are you approaching the overcoming of these weaknesses, or rather, I'll call them obstacles. Being an effective teacher isn't about you being complacent and comfortable. You will never really step into the fullest version of yourself as a teacher, as long as you limit yourself. Weaknesses or obstacles do not have to be hindrances, nor do they need to be accepted. You can always grow and refine wherever you are in your teaching skill set and expand into that fuller experience as a teacher. You just need to cultivate a willing attitude towards growing and refining. If not, you will get stuck. So no matter how long you've been teaching, there is always room for growth and refinement. You also cannot expect to grow if you rely solely on your technical skill set as a teacher. You must develop your presence and being as a teacher. You must, that is, if you are willing and desire to embrace your expanded version of yourself as a teacher. Lastly, within this second must-have, a successful YTT experience should not only offer a substantial amount of practice teaching experience, but also offer a variety of learning assignments, activities, and applications in which trainees will learn and develop as a teacher. Substantial time spent practice teaching within the teacher training program will add layers of confidence. And your teacher trainees will have the ability to gain valuable experience that will prepare them when they go out pursuing their teaching careers after the completion of the training. Moving along to must-have number three, a teacher training program should educate and equip teacher trainees with a resourceful library of intentional cues and language used To support and organize the structure of a successful experience within the yoga practice. Intentional cues and the language we use when guiding or teaching others is powerful. Our language has the ability to invite and enhance the transformational opportunities again that are available within this container of an experience called a yoga class. The effectiveness of communication is vital for this experience, and I might add to really hone in to sharpening your skill set and your interpersonal communication skills. It is the yoga teacher's responsibility to continually seek refinement within their vocabulary and library of cues. The development of cueing and language that invites the physical and subtle body organization of the student within the various pathways of the yoga practice must be thoughtfully considered as you, the teacher, seek to support the students in front of you. Intentional cues will evoke action or exploration. Yoga teachers use action cues to organize students physically within the yoga postures, and these cues should be clear and directive. Within the action of organization, there is also a language of experimentation or exploration, I like to call it, used to invite a softening response within the interior of the action being instructed. The class should not be a dictation for an experience, but rather an intelligently guided directive given by the teacher. It is of great value to develop also a diversity of cues as well, and within your vocabulary, wherein similar cues will invite the same action or exploration, yet you say them in a variety of ways. Since you will teach a diverse group of students, it's important to understand that different phrasing or words will connect with different students while staying consistent within the overall practice experience. Also, I might add here, watch the yoga lingo or the verbiage you use. It might make perfect sense to you, but others may not understand. And then you have lessened the effectiveness of your communication. Your words matter, and you want to choose them wisely. I'll add here that you don't want to become rigid with your cues or your language void of personality and void of you and what makes you, you. You do want to clean up your language, though. You want to see where you can use great restraint and saying less so that the student might accomplish more while still presenting that authentic authenticity of yourself as the teacher sharing in a personable way the teacher's ability to communicate clearly and with direction will elevate the overall experience that the teacher is supporting and cultivating a trainee should be educated and instructed on how to use the power of their speech to offer experiences of support transformation and growth for the students they are guiding and leading I enjoy using action words such as place, lead with your heart, and ease that invite the practitioner to embody and evoke the qualities of confidence, safety, organization, and care in the ways they are asking their body to move. This type of cueing invites students to evaluate their way of being along with what they are doing. And continually seeking ways to refine queuing as a teacher with minimal words and clarity is a perpetual refinement tool that I use, and it's one that I offer other teachers within their development processes. And minimally to cue are indicators that it is time to reevaluate our vocabulary. It is time to clean up our language. (laughs) Clean up so that we might see the desired action we are inviting. Intentional cueing begins with a well-developed library of cues and the understanding of why and when we use our words most effectively. It is within the teacher training experience that a dynamic understanding of transformational language is laid upon. It is imperative that a teacher-trainer educate, guide, and equip trainees with this powerful skill set and tool within their yoga teaching toolbox, I like to call it. Consistent evaluation and feedback from the lead trainer should be given to trainees to support the cultivation of leading a yoga practice with confidence in sequencing, sequencing, and within the use of an intentional and dynamic language library. Those filler language and habits of speech should also be addressed and gleaned early within the training setting. As teachers, it's important to find our distinct voice while not presenting a distraction from the powerful delivery and impact of the practice. You need to give students time to do what you're asking them to do. Get comfortable within the silence and your students will begin to embrace this powerful piece of the practice too. As teachers, we ultimately teach what is important, what is important to us. We want to be sure we are teaching students the value of silence and stillness, as well as the movement. The silent space you create and hold as a teacher is just as important and valuable for students as the time of providing instruction in the movement sequences. Must-have number four, understanding why you want to teach and who you are teaching should be explored before, during, and after a yoga teacher training program. Why you have decided to become a yoga teacher should be a question of inquiry before entering into a training program, and it's a question that should be revisited throughout your teaching career. Understanding clearly why you desire to be a teacher will keep you grounded and focused on your teaching pathway. It's a question of inquiry to visit often throughout your teaching career. Once you answer the important question of why, it's important to live into that answer and evaluate and understand who you will be teaching and what type of teacher you desire to be. Understanding better the answer to the small question of why will always help you define and see the bigger picture. This understanding will give you the direction needed on your teaching pathway. Once you arrive at this important answer, it will become more intentional and your why will dictate your steps along the path. For me, the answer to my why has always been service and connection. The reason I teach and continue to teach now after 20 years is defined and given clarity with an opportunities to serve my community through connections made with various students, various teachers, and just various individuals. As the years have gone by, and even as of recent, I have found myself again coming back to answer the question of why I continue to teach. I have decided that when I can no longer answer the question of why, with the same purpose and passion of service and connection, then it's time for me to evaluate whether I should remain actively teaching. Now, let's discuss the concept of understanding who you will be teaching. I believe the reason new and even seasoned teachers become discouraged and feel their passion to teach diminish is because they never fully understood or possibly they lost sight of who they are or who they will be teaching. You see, we must understand this important element so that we can create longevity in this career, meeting people where they are along the way. In order to meet students where they are with support, we must first know who they are. So who are the people you will teach? Most likely the people you will teach will not be like you, meaning many students you will meet and teach will not be as passionate about the practice as you are yet. But here's where the importance of this understanding comes into place. When we meet people where they are and let them explore and grow in their timing, With our guidance, we are then able to invite them towards developing their own passion of knowing the practice for themselves, and we invite them to develop an autonomy of the practice to experience for themselves. Once again, as teachers, we are not to dictate an experience, yet we are to direct and guide students towards their own unique encounter and experience of the yoga practice. We share from our experience, but ultimately the practice is for each individual to develop an experience for themselves. When we equip others in this way, we also heighten the opportunity for the development of a dedicated practice to emerge, an opportunity for the practice to become a necessity for living a way of life on and off of the mat. As yoga teachers, we too must be willing to do the work that we will be asking our students to embark upon. This is yet another powerful piece to building trust and knowing our students. The people we teach will come to our classes with a variety of needs, a landscape of various backstories and experiences, different levels of intention for being in the class. The yoga class setting becomes a beautiful landscape. A space for seeds to be planted and nurtured. A container, again, for an experience where all varieties of students are welcomed and they come together, merging into a collective, collaborative experience. When you are clear on the answer to why you want to become a teacher, then your teaching path, I'll call it the how, will reveal itself along with the student that you will teach. Along this pathway, you become open to the variety of students you'll meet because you understand who you will be teaching. Lastly, must-have number five, you should leave a yoga teacher training having explored and studied the qualities and presence of a teacher. Presence as a teacher will impact the overall opportunity for a student to feel welcomed, safe, and trusting of the environment of a yoga class. It is very important to understand key qualities or attributes that are necessary in order to teach or lead others in this setting. Qualities of how to prepare to teach, how to plan and organize for your class offerings, along with understanding of who you will be teaching, are a few of the necessary considerations that must be addressed within a teacher training program. We cannot solely rely on our personal passion for the yoga practice or knowledge of yoga postures to equip us to effectively lead others towards and through a sustainable practice experience. Remember, as I stated earlier, teaching and practicing yoga are two different skill sets. In order to become an effective yoga teacher and avoid burnout, you must work towards developing a personal discipline with consistency. This development of discipline should be evident within the training program, where the exploration of all facets of the yoga practice are taught, and they're taught through various assignments and application experiences of the various topics within the training. A training should provide many avenues of learning with a blend of assignments that help the trainee develop, understand, and know the concepts being taught more fully. This dedicated discipline is a requirement within a teacher training program, along with accountability and support to develop the qualities that will be required to sustain this pathway of service as a yoga teacher. Within these qualities of a teacher, the presence of the teacher should be an active piece of the development for new and seasoned teachers In order to be effective agents of change, teachers must adhere to the work that they will be leading and asking the students to pursue within the practice. I ran across this quote, great teachers are present, not perfect. Your presence as the teacher will invite students to create the space they need to move, breathe, and feel. Your presence is a powerful offering to give to your students. It is also through your dedicated discipline that you will understand the process of transformation and how change occurs within your life and within the life of the students you will teach through the practice of yoga. It is from firsthand experience that a teacher has a basis to build trust with their students and thus a beautiful partnership is built to do the work that they have set out to do collectively and collectively within the setting, that container for an experience again of the yoga class. Your presence alone is a unique gift to share as a yoga teacher. You are the only one that can share this gift. If you're listening and you lead a YTT, but you're interested in that evaluation uh, and receiving some guidance on refining the training experience you're offering, then I can totally support you with that. And if you're a teacher that's been called to be a teacher of teachers and develop a YTT curriculum that will support the successful experience that I've shared in this episode, then I can totally help you with that too. Go to my website, sandyraper.com, and schedule a free call. I'd love to meet with you. I want to hear all about your experience, your desires, your passion to teach. And I want to just see how I might can support you better on how to help you expand into that, that version of yourself as yoga teacher. I'll leave you with this. Teachers become more effective teaching through the act of teaching and through the consistent teaching of what needs to be learned. Be authentic. Be vulnerable. Be willing to empty yourself of comparison. Be open to the experience and the people before you in each class. The pathway of a yoga teacher is a worthy endeavor. Enjoy the journey. Hey, are you a yoga teacher that sometimes feels unclear about the direction you should take in your teaching path? Or possibly you feel uncertain and lack confidence in areas of your teaching skill set? Well, this is where a mentor is so crucial to have come alongside of you to help sift through and reinforce the skills it takes to create longevity and sustainability within a healthy teaching career. I have 20 years of teaching experience and I am passionate about supporting you and other teachers to grow and expand into the teachers that you desire to be. I can totally support you within a variety of areas, including how to run a successful yoga studio, develop effective workshops and successful teacher trainings in a studio or as a solo entrepreneur, and even the development of your very own podcast that will support your teaching career and more private mentoring sessions are the fastest and best way for you to get the results you're seeking ready to dive in and work with me one-on-one while i'm ready head over to my website sandyraper.com or click the link in the show notes and schedule your call today Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Until we meet again, remember to begin, to become, and to expand beyond.